we All right, out. Uh, intro. Um, hey guys, I'm Callie. And I'm Allison. And you're listening to... Boo! Gotcha. phenomenal okay i'm trying to turn off my notifications real quick Ooh, okay turn, turn on do not disturb turn that on all okay. right y'all we've got a little fun story to tell you i don't know why i said it so weird like that <laughs> kelly a take it away fun story <laughs> <laughs> you're reading mine first right yeah yeah i thought you're gonna the we talked about how you were gonna read the, the facebook i thought you had that pulled up oh my gosh yes Oh my gosh, I do have it pulled up. No, no, no. Okay, okay, guys. So somebody commented on one of our Facebook posts about an experience they had. And so I'm just going to read it off for y'all because we thought it was, like, really cool. So this person says, and I'm, like, not going to reveal their name just in case they don't want to be mentioned out loud. But um, they said, I had to work last night, so I didn't get to really dress up for, like, Halloween. But I did scare a coworker with a Joker mask. I was sitting next to her. I put the mask on and asked her what her opinion was about a heart rhythm I had on my screen. She turned to see the Joker, made her jump, and I was like, "Boo, gotcha!" And that just—I just warmed my heart. Knowing someone's out there, true, <laughs> using our little phrase. I love that. <laughs> and the Joker mask, of course. Oh, yes. Uh, would have scared me. Because I just saw that movie. Did you watch it? I still haven't seen it because, as you all know, Dude. my heart goes out to Heath Ledger, and I'm just kind of, like, scared <laughs> to watch it. Like, I'm sure Joaquin Phoenix Dude, is a great job, awful. but... Oh! <laughs> oh! No, okay, so this is how, like, why I say it's awful. Like, the cinematography, great. Like, Joaquin, great. All of it was, like, really actually good, but the, like, the story in general, like, having to watch that much, like murder and like gruesome scenes was just too much like usually in a movie you see part of like a murder scene or something really bad that happens and eventually like they cut it off like they stop eventually but with this movie they never stop it's like they just you watch the entire scene and you're like oh my gosh that was just so horrific i never want to see that again see and i feel like a lot of besides that it was good yeah like a lot of the criticism was the story that's what I feel like I've heard. Yeah. Like I, the, the cinematography, but what I've seen from the trailer looks really good, of course, because, you know, filmmakers, we got to yeah. shout out our boys on the camera. And, like, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix, of course, like, is a really great actor, and I never, like, doubted that he wouldn't do a great job. I just heard that, like, the story wasn't there for, like, the level they were trying to go to. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I thought. It was just, I don't know, it was the Joker's story, you know? But it was, like, I don't want to, I don't want to piss anyone off, but, like, just one movie on just that, it's like all you could do was make it horrific, pretty much. Yeah. There wasn't much else you could do with it. So. And also with an origin story, yeah. too, the whole point of the Joker's character, and I've heard this several times as well, is that his character is so mm-hmm. mysterious, and that's kind of what gives him his edge and like gives him the vibe that he gives off. And so when you basically just say, oh, yeah, here's like his whole life before Joker, and then you're like, uh-huh. oh... Well, now I know. Like, it, it kind of gives away some of that yeah. flair that he has. Yeah, it's like, well, where do I go now with this information? <laughs> yeah. But there's going to be a, uh, which is really weird, too, the Harley Quinn movie coming out with the Harley Quinn in the other line of Jokers. You yeah. know, like, it's a completely different 
but they're they're like coming out at the same time. I mean, it looks. I think it'll be more interesting and fun to watch than the Joker because it's not going to be so. I think it's going to be sad, but it's not going to be so gruesomely sad, and it's going to have a lot more like comical moments in it. Yeah, because you know? especially in Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn was more like the of a comic relief. I feel like like she was kind of the yeah, character was. that was like making it funny, and I was like, oh okay, like this is cool. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think yeah. I'll go and see that one. I'm not sure about Joker. I might eventually sit down, but I don't know. <laughs> Heath, should I do it? <laughs> Pray to Heath. Be like, give me a sign. <laughs> Show me the way. Um, are there any <clears throat> other movies coming out? All I can think is Frozen 2. I feel so disconnected because I'm studying abroad. <laughs> oh, okay. Yo, my friends send me TikToks every day of, like, people making fun of study abroad students because apparently we all act like, oh, I didn't realize because I'm studying abroad right now. <laughs> like, we have to mention it every five seconds, <laughs> which is true. Like, I feel like I do mention it to you guys every other second. <laughs> See, but you're just kind of like, hey, this is where I am, and you're... Like, showing, like, you're just showing us what you're doing, you know? And it's like, we're like, yeah, that's awesome. But some people are just like, oh, you're at home right now? Well, (laughs) I'm in the Irish waters. And you're like, okay. (laughs) I don't even think that's a real thing. The Irish waters. (laughs) That's the first thing I could think of. I am home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we went to Wales this weekend. And it was just, it was really pretty. Like, I didn't expect much from Wales. You know, I did not know what to expect. I didn't think much of it. But we drove three hours to get there, and we went to Cardiff, and we went, like, on, oh, I don't know how to describe it. We went quite a, like, ways into Wales. Like, we saw quite a bit of it, like, different scenery, different environments. And the best I can describe it is I used to live in South Dakota, and it looked like South Dakota, honestly. Hmm. Like, with the greenery and the hills. But it was really pretty, yeah. Oh, I'm also convinced... Well, I know it wasn't her because this girl was like, um, she was work- she was one of the waitresses at our restaurant. She looked exactly like Ray from Star Wars, though, Ooh. exactly like her. I was like, Ray, is that you? <laughs> I think that actress's name is Daisy something. Yeah, guys, go to Wales if you ever get the opportunity, or South Dakota because it's the same thing. <laughs> and with that, South Dakota's much. It's closer. time for the story. <laughs> Okay, okay. (laughs) Hello, everyone. We are back with Callie's story called The Fox in the Tunnel. Ooh. (laughs) Once you hear the story, you're going to be like, wow, you couldn't have come up with a more creative title. (laughs) It's literally about a fox in a tunnel. Spoiler alert. Okay, take it away, Allison. I'm excited and interested to see what you think of this short and very weird story. Ooh, my name is Ambrose. Yes. Oh, no, wait, that's, that's not your name. Your name is Tay. Tay. That's the guy's name. Oh, Am- I saw the A and I was like, Allison? A. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know where I've heard the name Ambrose before. I've definitely heard that too. I feel like that's from a book that I've read. It's from something, Ambrose. Because it's a very, like, distinct name. Okay, if anybody that's watching this could please tell me where I've heard the name Ambrose before, that would be great. I think there's an Ambrose salad, too. <laughs> an Ambrose salad? I'm pretty sure that's a, type, that's a type of salad. Or ambrosia or something. Oh. I don't know. Okay, we gotta, we gotta go. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> you know, I had always enjoyed childhood fairy tales. 
Alice in Wonderland, Rapunzel, Red Riding Hood, Beauty and the Beast, just to name a few of my favorites. But after last night, I don't think I'll ever read a fairy tale again. And thinking back on how I used to be, I thought just coming across a hole in the ground and falling into it, waking up next to a high caterpillar and a rabbit on Adderall would be awesome. It'd take me away from this extremely boring world into a whole new magical one. A whole new world! Okay. That is... (laughs) That is the exact opposite of what happened last night. It's best... It's... The best way to dis- oh my gosh the sorry <laughs> it's okay the best way to describe last night it was like the beginning of a very dark fairy tale like a story you'd tell kids to keep them from wandering into unknown places or following strangers my boyfriend Ambrose and I had just had a date night we went for Italian yeah and we're headed back to my place. It was a very warm fall Friday night, and I was really happy to be done with the past extremely stressful week. The walk back was going normally as usual, until out of nowhere, a fox walked onto the sidewalk in front of us. He was maybe just five feet from us. We both froze, not afraid, but amazed by being so close to such a quiet, beautiful creature. But the closer I looked through the dark at the fox, I noticed something on his head. Ambrose? You sounded like Dr. Seuss for a second. <laughs> You're like, the closer I looked at the fox, the closer I... <laughs> okay, sorry. Look at the dark of the fox, I noticed something on his head. <laughs> Ambrose, is he wearing a, a crown? Oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. I thought I was seeing stuff. I started inching closer to the fox. Ambrose walking with me. I was hoping the fox would run off, knocking the crown off his head, giving us an opportunity to look at it. Instead, the fox turned completely to face us and started inching closer, too. We both froze. Do foxes attack when provoked? Wait, do they travel in packs? What if there's a ton around us but we can't see them? These panicked thoughts race through my head as the fox continues walking gracefully forward. He stops right in front of our feet and sits down. He simply makes eye contact with both of us, winks at me, then starts walking back down the sidewalk. But something crazy and unreal has happened while he had our attention. The sidewalk in front of us has turned into a small tunnel that progresses down into the ground. There's a light purple hue coming from within. We both walk down into it, barely ducking, and I go to follow the fox, but Ambrose grabs my arm. Whoa, what are you doing? We're not going down there. Ambrose, come on, what the heck is this? I point at the tunnel. We can't just have a fox wearing a crown come up to us, wink, and then not at least see where he's from. (sighs) Fine. But if anything weird starts happening, we are coming right back. Weird things definitely started to happen. (laughs) We made our way down the tunnel, and the light purple hue filled the tunnel. It was made of gleaming, glittering rocks. It felt so magical. But slowly, the rocks dimmed, and eventually the purple hue had turned to a dark blue. Ambrose turned on his phone's flashlight. We were paying more attention to the changing colors and rocks, but I hadn't noticed the change in the fox's form. Ambrose! (laughs) What? What is the fox? What does the fox say? Don't start singing, what does the fox say? (laughs) This experience seems hardly comical right now. It's getting too dark, and we're getting way too far in. No, Ambrose, the fox... 
Wait. Oh my gosh, that was actually written. Uh huh. You actually started singing "What Is the Fox Say?" and I had written that in. Oh my gosh, guys! I did not know <laughs> that that was her were. line. She knew that. That's when you know she your best friend. She knew <laughs> I was gonna start singing that. Because I just thought you were saying that, and then I read the next line, and you actually said, "Don't start singing with this fox say." Oh my gosh, that's amazing! <laughs> I love this so much. Okay, continuing on. No, Ambrose, the fox. Look at him. He was no longer the small, sly creature that had led us down into what seemed like the path to Alice in Wonderland, but was a hunched creature walking on all fours. Its crown fell to the ground, but it didn't phase the creature. I picked it up. Neither of us could stop walking. We feared if we did, it would stop and turn to us, which may be worse than just continuing to follow it. Eventually, the only light was coming from Ambrose's phone. The creature stopped and walked to the side of the dark tunnel, sitting down as best he could. In front of us was a hole. The tunnel didn't continue any further. It was a dead end with only two ways to go. Back out into civilization or down into this hole. There was no ladder or rope. We were to just jump in. No, okay? This is where I draw the line. We're turning back. Ambrose grabbed my arm and slowly started backing us up. The creature blankly stared at me, not moving or changing his expression. We walked slightly sideways, looking forward, but also looking back. Smart. We got out of view of the creature. <laughs> Ambrose, still holding my arm, started to run. It wasn't maybe five seconds of running when I felt something grab my hood. I was yanked from Ambrose, slammed to the ground, and dragged back towards the hole. Ambrose, help! I was able to grab hold of rock <laughs> in the ground and held on for dear life, kicking and screaming. The creature reached forward, sunk his long, sharp nails right into my chest, and started dragging my body back towards the hole. I saw Ambrose's face, the look of horror at the creature's nails now sunk into my chest, pulling. He ran past me, launched himself onto the creature. It simply grabbed him with one hand and threw him forward, landing him right at the mouth of the hole. It laid me next to Ambrose and disappeared. I began coughing up blood. <coughs> Ambrose! <laughs> I coughed more blood up. It was flowing softly out of my chest. I saw the creature walking back on his back two legs. He had the crown in his hand. He placed it tightly on my head. Ambrose had come to his senses at this point, to which I was unaware, but he later told me he was watching to see what the crown would do. He mentioned that maybe it was a ritual sacrifice, something to keep the creature alive. Well, after having the crown placed on my head, Ambrose snatched it off, threw it on the ground, and shot up, lifting his foot and bringing it down onto the crown. It broke into a ton of tiny pieces, and light purple dust floated up from it towards the ceiling. The creature started screaming. With Ambrose out of the way, the creature had a clear path to me. And the hole, gripping his hand into my chest again, he went straight into the hole. I screamed at the searing pain of his nails on my chest and reached my hand out for Ambrose. Just as I went over the edge, he grabbed it and held onto both the creature and I. We swung back and forth. His nails, oh my gosh, started to drag down my chest. Oh, I can feel that. At that point, I lost consciousness. But according to Ambrose, he was able to grab a hold of the creature's hand and pull it out of my chest. Oh. Okay, sorry. Letting the creature fall into the void. Sorry. Ambrose rushed me out of the tunnel while on the phone with an ambulance. I don't know how I survived with so much blood loss, but I held on. Ambrose said the tunnel closed the second we got he got us out of there. Neither of us have any explanation for what it all meant or where we were being led to. <clears throat> My goodness. <clears throat> 
It felt unreal and like a nightmare, but the trip to the hospital was definitely real, and trying to explain our story was a whole other ordeal. But this serves as a lesson to us all. Don't follow anything mysterious into a dark, unfamiliar place, no matter how fairytale-like it seems. Yeah, don't follow strangers, dun, come dun, on. Dun. We learned that like, second grade. <laughs> but, amazing story. It's simple. It's simple, but, like, good. I was, like, feeling it. Like, I was getting chills when I was reading Good, that. that's what I was going for. Yes, amazing. Oh. Yeah, the whole chest thing, I had a hard time writing that, Oof. but I was like... Alright, if I was the creature, how would I get a hold of this, like, girl? I'd just put my nails in her and drag her body. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little dark, but... Okay, guys, we got some, like, trivia for you. So what I did was... My favorite actor is Sebastian Stan. I could go on and on about oh, yes. this actor. I could just go on and on. So I did a little like trivia hunt and I found out some good information that I wanted to share with you guys about Sebastian Stan, stuff you may not know about him. Um, it's kind of short, but it's like the most important stuff from kind of like IMDb. I looked at some BuzzFeed stuff and I don't know, he's just had a very interesting life and a very interesting like uh, uh, film past. I don't know how to say that. Like the films he's been in, they've all been really different yeah. and it's kind of developed him into quite a character so he can like play a lot of different roles but okay uh so first off sebastian was born in romania and he moved with his mother to vienna austria when he was eight and then he went to new york when he was 12 so he's been around the world a little bit and he also studied at the Rutgers Mason Grove School of the Arts and spent a year at the shakespeare glove theater here in london Ooh. so something that i have to mention yeah, so I've been to the Shakespeare Globe in London, and, like, that is super cool. But the thing is, is that I have to say this because I just, like, I still pride myself on this. I applied to the Mason Grove School of the Arts, and I got in. And, like, no, I didn't go because I chose to go to Barton. But, yeah, I, like, actually got in. I got on the waiting list for, like, a week, and then after that I actually got in. And, like, I cried so hard. I was so proud of myself. And I'm kind of happy that I just, I don't know, I proved to myself that I could, but I still chose a different path. Okay. But, um, anyways, That's yeah, where I've part heard of that program. Because I remember you talking about Rutgers. Yeah. 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 So for that program, your junior year, you study abroad for a semester in London, and you study right there at the Globe Theater. Yeah. And that was, like, another cool, like, aspect with, like, when I was thinking about accepting it. But... I went with Bartman, and I'm happy. And you still got to go to London. Um, <laughs> like, with Bartman. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so this is a little interesting fact. Um, Sebastian has portrayed a troubled, closeted gay son of a powerful parent in three different productions. So he did it in the movie called The Architect. He did it in the TV series Kings. And he also did it in the other TV series called Political Animals. Now, I've seen Kings, and I've seen Political Animals, and I love his characters in them. Like, he just plays it so well. But he was able to perfect it because he played the same type of character in two different shows. Mm. Which is interesting, because it's so specific. And so I went on to read more about him, and then I came across this, like, interview on his early struggling actor days. And so this is, like, a direct quote from the conversation that he had with the interviewer. 
So he said, most of the people I admire as actors didn't make it until their mid-30s. The Mark Ruffalo's, the John Hoxies, and the John... The John... Wow, I feel like I should know that name. I really should. I don't know it either. I'm just going to skip it. One of my first big auditions for a casting director in New York, who's amazing, I'm not going to say their name, I walked into the audition and they were on their computer doing an email. The assistant was behind them and I said hi and they didn't even turn around. They said, yeah, go ahead. And then I read with the assistant and the casting director didn't even turn once. I was in the same room. They were continuing to type the email while I was in there doing it. Just brutal. I always look at auditions as not even getting the job as much as I'm trying to connect with this casting director so they remember me for next time. Those beginning years, looking back, they can be really tough and painful and hurtful, but there's something great about it. And once it's gone, it's gone. And after that, in the same interview, he went on to say, embrace your differences and the qualities about you that you think are weird. Eventually, they're going to be the only thing separating you from everyone else. Oh, I really like that. I was like, wow. That's a good quote, man. That is. Um, here's a little, like, silly fun fact that I found on BuzzFeed. So they were doing an interview, and the guy asked, um, he said, so I went to Rutgers shortly after you did, and I heard that you had a college nickname. I was wondering if you could confirm or deny that for me. Was it Seabass? <laughs> and Sebastian said, I feel like, yeah. I think there were some people that called me that. I suppose I can rest with that being said out, out loud of all the things I got away with in college. <laughs> I thought that was... Seabass? That's hilarious. Uh-huh. But yeah, Sebastian's a super cool guy. Check out his, check out I, Tanya, especially. Ooh, I he is in, like, that. the Marvel movies, you know. But I would say if you were going to check out his two favorite things, I think, for me, that he's done is um, Political Animals and I, Tanya. Really good stuff. Okay, guys. I'm about to read the journal of Jane Jansen. Yeah. Johnson? Jansen. Of course, I messed it up. Okay. Disclaimer, Allison says. This story involves science I know nothing about. Prepare for pure scientific buffoonery. <laughs> and so, with this story, I wanted to kind of... It's called, you know, the journal of Jane Jansen. So, I have it in, like, date. Uh-huh. Like, I have times and stuff. So, it's like a okay. journal-type entry level. Like, I wanted to try something I cool. I am and- so excited for this. Yeah. All right, here we go. August 29th, 2 p.m. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and all is good in the world. I tend my lovely garden. I wipe the sweat from my brow before continuing to weed. My flowers are the best in town. I own my own flower shop, and people come far and wide to buy them. Because I'm also a genetic scientist, I love to create my own hybrid flowers. This is part of the reason I get so much business. My rose adils and sun lips are all the rage. (laughs) I live just outside a big city, which is perfect for me, because I still get a ton of business from that city. But I get to live out on the countryside, far enough away from the big lights and noisy streets. 4.30 p.m. When I'm finished, I head inside to shower before heading down to the laboratory in my basement to continue experimentation. Test tubes full of flower DNA litter the countertop. (laughs) Charts full of Punnett squares flood the bolts and board hanging above the countertop. I look over at my soon-to-be new hybrid. My Venus flytrap sits in a tiny pot right next to a daisy. When I'm done, I'm hoping to make a Venus daisy. Where the petals from the daisy create a crown around the head of the Venus flytrap. I feel like you could definitely do that. That's cool. From my sketches, it shall be adorable and hopefully attract the attention of kids for pet plants. 
I spent hours upon hours in the lab doing research and using cell samples from each plant to test different serums. Hopefully, I'll be able to find a serum able to bond the two different cells. From there, I can plant the two different plants in the same plot, pot and slowly add the successful serum to the sprout of each plant. Finally, by carefully monitoring their growth, I can watch as they bond and become a new species. I felt like that sounded scientific enough that it was like, okay, even though I have no idea how actually making a hybrid flower. <laughs> I was like, but the me reading this, serum. I'd be like, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that's how you do it. Shout out to AP Bio. Okay. 57. Yes, the Punnett squares. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10.57 p.m. It's been several hours, and I haven't been able to create a successful serum. I'm frustrated and angry, so I finally... Oh, hungry. I'm frustrated <laughs> and hungry. Oh, no. Both. So I finally take a break and head upstairs to eat a very late dinner. After a microwavable pasta bowl... Oh, that sounds good right now. I'm oh, back yeah. to the lab. It's almost September, and I have to accomplish this hybrid and breed it before it's too cold out. My work continues. August 30th, 4.07 a.m. So it's still like that night. Yeah, just like, the morning. yeah. Uh-huh. A loud bang jerks me awake. An empty test tube rolls out the desk and shatters. I must have fallen asleep while working. I turn to look at my microscope to figure out which serum I had tested last before snoozing, but I freeze. My microscope is turned on its side, and the test tube with serum 49 is completely empty. Further experiment... Further examination results in the fact that the Venus flytrap cells from the Petri dish are gone. I start to panic. I don't know what was in that serum, and I have no idea what, if anything, has done to the Venus flytrap cells. Then I hear it. A faint, squishy noise. I slowly get it from my chair and make my way around the desk. And that's when I, that's where I find it. The Venus flytrap. It appears to be as tall as my knee. I have no idea how it got there and how it is moving, because it is. It's like a snail. Slowly moving forward towards the stairs, leaving a sticky plant slime in its trail. I stand in awe and watch it watch as it moves. I created that. <laughs> it's amazing. But also, how? How did I do that? I need to see what was in Serum 49. I go back to sit at my desk and pull out my laptop from its drawer. Just letting the Venus flytrap slowly <laughs> go up the stairs. I pull up my serum files. Scrolling, 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 and here. Serum 49. I read its ingredients. <laughs> I thought that said yeet. <laughs> yeet. <laughs> it says yeast. There is yeast in this serum. It must have caused the cells in the Petri dish to rise and expand, which triggered the ones around them to produce more cells and expand, causing a chain reaction. Oh, I could think that was, must like, be bread. why it's so big. Because bread rises, that so I was funny. like, the cells can yes. rise with the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> Clang. I'm interrupted by my findings to see the plant. We'll call him Stanley. Shout okay. out to my boy. Y'all remember Stanley? Her little, uh, she has a little little pet named Stanley. He's turning into a so moth warm. right now. He has a cocoon. <laughs> Aww. Okay, so Stanley has pushed itself against my shelf of serums, causing it to spill and break all over the floor. What on earth? Stanley! <laughs> I watch as Stanley moves to a specific puddle of serum. I can see a broken piece of test tube that reads serum number 28. I scroll on my laptop and find another yeast-based <gasps> serum. Stanley can somehow sense the yeast and is feeding on it. He can sense the yeast, perhaps to grow more. I don't know what to think of this, and I'm still in awe when Stanley starts heading up the stairs. <laughs> it's a slow process, but he's doing it. Well, I can't let that happen. I make my way towards him. 
All right, little buddy, let's stay down here now. I lean down to pick him up, and his cute ru- and his mouth wraps around my wrist. Very cute. Jeez. Ow! Oh, my gosh! He clamps down harder, and blood pours from the wound. Wait, what were you going to say? Wait, very cute, Jace. Like, oh, whoops. Okay, so the, the okay. plant's name was going to be Jason, but then I wanted to change it to Stanley, so I did, like, the word search to find all the Jasons, but that's not a full Jason, so I didn't find it. <laughs> I was so, I was like, is her husband The continuity, okay. no. I was so close. <laughs> Dang it. So very cute Stanley. Okay. That's what it should have said. Ow! Oh my gosh! He clamps down harder and blood pours from the wound. What is us with the thing? I try to pull from his grasp, but it only deepens the wound. With my other arm, I swing and punch at the back of his head. (laughs) Stanley, no. (laughs) Finally, after a couple of hard blows, he lets go and I fall to the ground. I'm losing blood. I need to stop losing blood. (laughs) Our characters, (laughs) though. I push myself over to where my first aid kit is and manage to wrap my wound tightly with gauze, and then my vision blurs and fades to black. But first she adds this all into her diary. <laughs> I feel like it's like a mental journal. <laughs> it is. 11.19 a.m. I wake up to banging on my front door. <laughs> I moan and manage to get myself up. Stanley is nowhere to be found, but right now, I don't care. What I want to know is how his prickles around his mouth were so sharp. It must have been a reaction that the serums he's been drinking. Oh, from the serums he's been drinking, my bad. This is a mess. I painstakingly made my way up the stairs and open the door. My neighbor, Andy, looks worried. Oh, my. Oh, oh my. What happened, what happened to you? To you? <laughs> my bad. My bad, dude. I'm sorry. Okay. Allison, Andy, I should have known. Okay. Andy has been my neighbor the past several years, and we've gotten pretty close. He tends to check up on me a lot because I have a habit of not leaving the house for many days, sometimes a week or two. Dang. Hey, Andy, I got a problem. (laughs) Why did I do it like that? (laughs) Hey, Andy. Is this Toy Story? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hey, Andy, I got a problem. Yeah, what's up with your arm? That's that's not the problem. I gotta go. Whoa, no, you've gotta go to the hospital. Listen, man, there's no time. I've got a man-eating plant on the loose. He's hungry for human blood, and I don't know where he scooted off to, but I've got to find him now. <laughs> Yo, those um, that, those levels, those audio levels are out the roof. <laughs> Good. Andy stands in shock at my outburst. Yeah, neither of us have ever seen me this way. He looks at my crazy-eyed self for a moment longer before replying. What do you need what me to do? do you need me? Oh. Oh, Andy, you're there for me. Okay, 12 p.m. Andy and I have been gearing up. <laughs> Andy is a part of the sheriff's department, and we're both loading up on guns. Andy said, here, come on, we'll go to the sheriff's department, and we'll get some guns. <laughs> I have no idea what will work on that green little SOB, <laughs> but we're armed to the teeth. I love that <laughs> phrase, armed to the teeth. Oh, it's me. I think we're uh, ready. Let's do this. 1 p.m. We've been canvassing the streets for an hour, but still haven't found Stanley yet. He couldn't have gone far. That dude was traveling at, like, two miles per hour. Well, <laughs> you said that dude be traveling at two miles per hour. <laughs> A little bit of me kind of fell into that character. Yes. <laughs> we'll find him. Don't worry. Can you think of anywhere he might be attracted to? 
as a plant, I I don't know a lot about plants. That's it. Andy, you're a genius. I thought she was pissed. So they're just like, that's it, Andy, you're an idiot. I'm leaving you behind. I am? Why? That's it. Yeast. Um, <laughs> what? I take off running. I yell back at him. I'll explain on the way. Let's go. 1, 12 p.m. The sounds of people screaming confirm my theory. And I and Andy and I have come upon the bakery on Rosemary Avenue. <laughs> Bread and bunches loses all their customers, running and screaming for their lives. We push past them and make our way into the shop. When we do, our eyes immediately fall on Stanley. Holy mother of yeast <laughs> is all I can say. Stanley has certainly grown since the last time I saw him. I feel like a proud mom of a monster. Stanley looks to be seven or eight feet tall, and he's just munching on that yeast. (laughs) And because there's such a large quantity of it here, I fear he's never going to stop growing. Andy pulls out his gun and takes a shot at Stanley. It literally does nothing. (laughs) Stanley, now angered, turns to us and makes his way towards us. He is much faster now. Andy and I jump out of his way as he barrels towards the door and exits the shop, breaking off the door and a chunk of the roof with roof with him. We can't let him hurt anyone. Come on, let's go. I'll call for backup on the way. We race down the street as Andy yells into his phone. It looks like Stanley is headed back towards my house. We manage to catch up with him, standing peacefully next to my garden. Aw, our, our garden <laughs> that we could have shared. I shake the thought from my head. She has feelings for this little plant. It's you, right? Wait, where'd I go? Sorry, you you were frozen, so can... Did you just end it? I shake that thought from my head. Okay, yeah. I'll just cut that real quick. Because you kind of, like, froze, so I was just waiting to see when it would catch up. I did. No, you're good. Okay. Backup should be here any minute, and I told them to bring everything they got. Hold on. Sorry, technical difficulties. Okay. Um, all I can do is look at Stanley. He's amazing. I feel like one of the scientists from the Jurassic movies. <laughs> Proud and terrified of what I've done. I feel a tear on my cheek as I realize what's going to happen next. 1.47 p.m. Backup arrives and they set up a perimeter. I watch as they place several bombs around Stanley, who remains still, at peace. Andy has to drag me away as they set the countdown, and then, boom, an explosion of fire and plant fills the air, a deadly firework. I fall to my knees, both relieved that it's over and what seems to be mourning for my child. Yeah, he was basically my child. It's okay, Jane. It's all over now. I let him take me to the hospital to get my arm checked out. After a couple of days, he takes me back home. September 2nd, 2.01 p.m. Thanks again for coming. It was no big deal. I chuckle. It was a very big deal. I plant a kiss on his cheek and head inside. As I make make myself a cup of hot tea, I hear a grumble from outside. I go to the window, and what I see makes me drop my tea. (laughs) Me and (laughs) Linda. That's what I was thinking when I wrote that. Stanley has 
multiplied. There looked to be 20 to 30 of him. Oh my gosh, he was pollinating. I just planted an entire bed of Phoenix flytrap. He wasn't accepting his fate standing there. He was pollinating the rest of them with his seed. I took all of our police force to bring him down. I watch as they slowly grow bigger and bigger. I walk outside and stand before them. I can hear Andy yelling at me from a distance, but everything is hazy. I watch as they grow higher and block the world from me. The sun is gone, the birds are dead, and all is hell in the world. <laughs> oh my god. So the fun fact is I wrote the first and last sentence first. So my first sentence the sun is shining, the really? birds are chirping and all is good in the world. And then I was like, you know what? I want it to end with the complete opposite. So then I ended it with oh the sun is gone goodness. the birds are dead and all is hell in the world. And then I was like, let's find out what's going to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And I had the idea about the plants because like I don't know. Plants vs. Zombies, like, always intrigued me. That was very... And I wanted to write about live plants. (laughs) I had to do a lot of research on Venus flytraps for this story. Because those, like, the prickles... Yeah. Because they're not... A lot of people want to call them teeth, Uh but those little, like, things on their mouth are called prickles. Because they, like, they don't bite the fly. They just, like, make, like, like, um, Mm -hmm. jail bars to, like, keep the fly in there. And so so the self-pollinating thing is also a thing that they do, which basically is, like, if you mm-hmm. take, um, like, the little, I don't remember the exact, I think it's called the pistol, which is, like, the little thing inside mm-hmm. the, the flower, yeah. and you, like, rub it on another one, you can just pollinate it like that. Uh-huh. So that's what Stanley was doing when he was standing there. He was, like, putting, like, his, like, pollination on all, like, the little baby ones so that uh-huh. they would grow to be other Stanleys. <laughs> but yeah, I had a lot of fun writing this because I was like, I'm going to test how my limits between how little I know about science and how creative I can write this. Uh-huh. And I think I did pretty all right with making <laughs> it sound like mostly believable and like mostly explaining everything. But yeah, <laughs> it was so interesting. I needed that good <laughs> laugh. And the whole yeast thing was just I was so dying when I was writing it because I was just like, all I can think is bread can rise, and so maybe the yeast can do that. And then I wrote yeast like 30 times in the story, and it was amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so next up, y'all, we got some Crime City, baby. Oh, yeah. Okay, you ready to jump into this? Do you want to start? Um, Sure, I will start. So this is um a... Wait a minute. Oh... Did I lose? Okay, I somehow lost their profile page. There was something funny in the profile. Oh, whatever, it's fine. Um, So it's called Bellingham Crime (laughs) on Twitter. I think I remember it saying, like, scanner does not equal news or something, and I just thought that was funny because it's like, you're literally reporting the news. Why would you? I don't know. I guess it's a disclaimer they had to have. Um, But this first (laughs) one is Bellingham woman sent to prison for summer meat cleaver stabbing. I just thought oh that was a very gosh. interesting um, murder weapon. Like a meat cleaver, no. dude. She was sentenced to a year and a half in prison for stabbing a so man in the back I'm of the I'm guessing he oh lived my then. Because if he died, then I feel like she'd be in prison a lot so. longer. Yeah, gosh. You never know, though. All right. She tried getting into cars at the hospital and later succeeded at the mission. Okay, that's just a new tweet. We ain't talking about the meat cleaver lady. It just says she. We don't know who. 
So, a woman was arrested twice in less than 10 hours Monday and Tuesday. The second time, after she reportedly got into into a car, she didn't know. At the mission, I'm guessing. Oh, Yeah, so the, the thing about this page is um, a lot of these that I took, because they don't really actually tweet. They, like, t- they post an article in it. So, I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter already. You probably have, most of you. But, like, it'll yeah. show, like, a picture, and then it'll have, like, the first couple, sen- like, one or two sentences of the article. And so it was kind of harder to, like, find ones that were, like, semi-comedical. I don't know. But I think it's also kind of funny how it's, like, we don't get the full story, and so we can kind of, like, assume and kind of make up our own little prediction of, like, "Hmm, Uh I wonder what, like, happened with that. So this one is about a fire truck. It says, we hope, dot, 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 (laughs) you use that equipment to help them out, fire district says after theft, which, like, I don't understand. They didn't, why would they not help them? Did they steal the fire truck? Oh! They're not just stealing from us. They stole from the community. So the... And they're hoping that they just use so the So the fire district station was broken into. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, please And they say, help we hope people. you use that equipment to help us out. <laughs> okay, this next one. I really like this next one. After 50 years in a Facebook post, a lost class ring was returned to... Nooksack Valley alone. I thought that was sweet. 50 years. That's awesome. Who had it? And maybe it was like... Who had in, it? In like a... Um, what are those called? Like thrift shop, you know? Or somewhere oh, like where it was cool. like in a store. And it, they like found it? Yeah. Or maybe yeah. just like in the house or That's something. Cool. But I love those stories you see like on Facebook <laughs> where people were able to like locate someone to like give them something they lost. Yes. So this one is, after busy DUI arrest weekend, what come law enforcement urges, just do the right thing? Because <laughs> they booked 20 people into the jail on suspicion of driving under the influence of drugs oh or alcohol. Oh my gosh. The police are like, please stop being illegal. Gosh, they're like, just stop being idiots. Really though, that can lead to some of the worst accidents yeah. ever. Okay, this last Makes one. Makes me sad. <laughs> Barkley business suffers 30000 damage. $30,000. Oh my god. After a man reportedly triggers fire sprinkler. What did he damage? Oh, it was a gym. Oh my god. He ruined all the gym equipment. That oh just my like goodness. makes me so That would sad. be like 30,000. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh man, I bet that guy felt <laughs> That guy's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but also, I can't afford this. So I'm sorry. He won't be going back to or the gym. Or maybe he'll work off his debt to the gym. <laughs> Like, a little bit of his paycheck Maybe. goes to helping repair the gym. Except, they oh, can't no. open without equipment. So, oh no. <laughs> okay. That has been Crime City, well, baby. Alright. Allison, you gotta run to class. I've gotta run to an appointment. We all gotta We're run. We're gonna leave y'all. Don't we? We all gotta run. I bet y'all are running. I don't know if you guys listen to this in the car or when you're just chilling. I tend to listen to my podcast in the car. And by Same. my podcast, I just mean, and that's why we drink. That's the only <laughs> podcast I listen to. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to that, it is the best, like, horror crime mix podcast that I've ever heard. It is fantastic. Y'all go give it a listen. <laughs> Check us out on our social media. It'll be posted on the Little podcast thing we got instagram twitter 
Um, we did have Facebook, we had YouTube, but then they wouldn't let me post because it was over 10 minutes and I didn't have enough followers. Um, I've been trying to get a hold of That's YouTube ridiculous. to be like, yo, how am I supposed to get following the YouTube? The YouTube. <laughs> I contacted YouTube himself and was like, hey. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to see sneak peeks, okay. we post countdowns for our episodes, a bunch of fun stuff. You can comment. Um, check out our website, which is also in the podcast link. You can hit us up with scary stories of your own, stuff you've heard, stuff you've experienced. Ooh. And just. You can get shouted out on the podcast if you just go and comment on our, like, uh, message board on our website. Um, Can somebody please comment on, like, one of the Instagram posts for, like, this podcast? Because there'll probably be a picture about this podcast coming up, you know? After you listen to it. Can you please tell me where I've heard the, like, name Ambrose from? Somebody has to know. I know somebody has to know. (laughs) Please help help us. (laughs) That has been Boo. Gotcha. Stay spooky.